32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors. Welcome back to 32GI Sports Nutrition with myself, David Katz, Mr. Active, and Mark Wolf. Recently, we chatted about protein and the protein factor and giving you all the information about it, how it should be consumed, how much, especially looking at athletes. Today, it's all about carbohydrates. It's become a bit of a controversial subject over the last couple of years. We'll get onto that a little bit later. But first of all, carbohydrates, Mark, they are something that athletes need. A hundred percent, Dave. Uh, carbohydrates are, are very critical, and I'm going to give you the negatives and the positive of, of carbohydrates uh, to start off this podcast. Let's look at the negatives first. Uh, carbohydrates are, are very, very addictive. Uh, we know that. Um, you know, you walk past a bakery and you smell those croissants or those muffins, and it, and it's a very attractive smell. Our, our brains are very attracted to to that. Um, they're primarily acidic, so many carbs are, are very acidic, and generally uh, you don't want to eat a very highly acidic diet. Um, they can cause insulin spiking, in other words, a big rise in blood sugar, and they can lead to weight gain, obviously because of excessive eating. They can also cause inflammation. Uh, carbohydrates are also generally the most incredible comfort food. When people uh, uh, are, are needing some comfort and they're trying to find it in food, generally they will go for a carbohydrate. Um, and also they feed the bad guys the quickest. And by that I mean that carbohydrates convert to glucose quite easily. So if you're sick or you're ill, uh, have flu, um, by taking in a large amount of carbs, you're actually feeding the virus as opposed to starving the virus. And, and that's something that, uh, that I, I tell a lot of people is to, is to try and limit that. But let's not look at only the negative of carbohydrates. Carbohydrates uh, do have a lot of positive attributes, especially if an endurance athlete and, and those are, are very specific. Number one, they're the quickest food converted to energy. Um, they also come in the form of fruit and vegetables, which have excellent nutrients and, and, uh, and, and very good properties. Uh, they also have an excellent source of fiber, which helps with, which helps with digestive function. And uh, they definitely are required for normal health function. You just cannot eliminate carbs uh, from your diet. Now, Mark, uh, your average run-of-the-mill athlete not training too much, not training more than maybe an hour, half an hour, not as critical. But when you look at endurance, you look at these ultramarathons, uh, Cape Epic races that you really, you know, long time out there, few days in a row, you really do need carbs. Agree, Dave. And uh, the amount of carbohydrates you take in um, as, as a person during the day will ultimately depend on the kind of person you are and obviously your lifestyle. Um, we're so unique in our DNA that, uh, that each person has different requirements. And some, some can get away with less carbs, some need to take in more carbs. But ultimately, it's a matter of tweaking and finding um, the right amount of carbohydrates that you need to take in uh, per day. Obviously, carbohydrates play a very critical role when it comes to endurance sport because we're talking about fueling during an event, um, we're talking about pre-event, and obviously we're talking about post-event. Uh, where carbohydrates would definitely play a very critical role uh, in recovery. The amount of carbohydrates that a person would take during an event will ultimately depend on um, the kind of carbohydrates that he's taking and also what his digestive system is, is capable of uh, absorbing and utilizing because digestive comfort obviously plays a very critical role. Uh, carbohydrate intake during an event uh, needs to be measured. 
and understood uh, what that level of comfort is. And obviously that it, uh, it sustains and, and manages those energy levels uh, during an event uh, properly. Uh, we will be doing a podcast specifically on uh, training and, and racing fueling strategies at a later stage, and we can get into that in a lot more detail. The other aspect is the recovery aspect. And I'm a very big fan of introducing carbohydrates post-exercise. And uh, when I say that, I mean it plays a very critical role in recovery. What happens is that after exercise, our bodies generally have much lower blood sugar. Hopefully they have low blood sugar if we actually over, haven't overfed ourselves during an event. Um, that's another mistake that athletes generally make. But generally post-exercise, our blood sugar levels are slightly lower, and that generally tends to lead to uh, uh, wanted calorie consumption, and generally in the form of bad or what I call empty calories. A lot of people just go for things to try and get their blood sugar up. It's just, a, it's just an initial response. So taking in uh, the right types of carbohydrates and timing that intake of carbohydrates post-exercise is a, is a, is a, play, is a very important uh, factor when it comes to recovery. And uh, again, the amount of carbohydrates that you take post-exercise will ultimately depend on the type of exercise that you've been doing. In other words, has it been very high intensity? Uh, has it been low intensity? Uh, and what period of time um, have you been uh, performing at that particular intensity? Well, gauging from what you said there, that there's no magical number when it comes to carbohydrates and how much each person should be consuming. But you talked about also good versus bad and, and um, sort of easy calories. When you look at carbohydrates, it is controversial for a reason. What are the good ones? What are the ones we should be consuming? And what are the ones that we should be staying away from? Look, I think generally, let's first have a look at fruit and vegetables. Um, to me, those are very important carbohydrates because the, the nutrients in there are, uh, are, are excellent for the human body. Uh, many fruits are very high in antioxidants. Uh, they're also very high in fiber. Many vegetables have excellent mineral properties as well. I mean, the sources of calcium, magnesium, uh, zinc, even iron. So... The thing is, is that they shouldn't be avoided. I generally recommend uh, limiting your fruit intake more um, and actually opting for the very healthy vegetables um, on, a, on a much higher scale um, because that's generally, uh, generally fruit is, is, is the carb that would cause more weight gain if you overeat. And again, I look at fruits that are probably uh, lower in sugar that uh, provide a lot of value but are generally lower in sugar that don't raise blood sugar um, significantly. So it's a matter of finding that balance. Of course, if I do a very hard uh, session, um, there's no reason why I can't take a fruit that has got a slightly uh, higher sugar uh, response. And, uh, and, and generally, I'd rather go for a fruit as far as a recovery goes or to get my blood sugar up again, as opposed to eating things like uh, chocolates and sweets. And, and those are things that the human body craves because obviously they, it is required. So take it, in the, take it in a healthy form as opposed to an unhealthy form. Now, Mark, uh, obviously vegetables are a great source of carbohydrates and a way to get them in. But looking at starches, they're a staple throughout the world and more specifically refined carbohydrates. That's one of the ones we shouldn't be consuming. Uh, there I tend to agree with you 100%. I avoid anything that's processed or refined generally. I go for things that are far more natural. Um, another thing is that I limit severely the intake of starches. Uh, the reason being is that generally they are massive weight gainers. I only utilize them really for uh, possibly recovery or for maybe for a pre-race or pre-training meal uh, where I do want to just up, up my carbohydrate intake 
um, to a certain extent to, to provide me energy. But in all honesty, carbohydrate equals fuel, and I only take in carbohydrates when I actually require that fuel. So if you're out there and you're eating a lot of processed carbohydrates, rather go for the natural carbs. Immediately you'll notice a huge difference uh, in your energy levels uh, and generally over time as well in your physique. Um, things like uh, wild or organic rice or things like quinoa, uh, which are slightly higher in protein. In other words, the higher protein carbs are probably better options to go for. The higher fiber carbs are better options to go for. Um, to me, potatoes are... Uh, sort of an empty calorie. I don't see the benefits. I get asked a lot about sweet potato. A sweet potato generally is slightly higher in fiber and maybe has a little bit more minerals here or there, but again, it should be limited. Um, and again, the timing of those meals and the amount of carbohydrates that you're eating in those meals should definitely be looked at very carefully. I generally recommend taking slightly higher carbohydrate uh, uh, meals post-hard uh, exercise as opposed to just taking them at night when you're not doing any training at all because you're not really going to be utilizing those nutrients. Well, Mark, some great advice and tips there when it comes to consuming carbohydrates. And uh, we know a lot has changed in the last couple of years with the, the Banting diet and the LCHF diet, a big topic that we'll get onto at a later stage, but uh, obviously carbohydrate sugar is playing a key role there. Mark, thanks for joining us again here on the 32GI Sports Nutrition. And from myself, David Katz, Mr. Active, we've still got fat to come. Very important fuel source. How do you get it in? It's one that the banters do love. We'll talk about that soon right here on 32GI Sports Nutrition. 32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.